0: This episode of Actors with Issues is brought to you by Audible for a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. Visit audibletrial.com/actors. Welcome back to Actors with Issues. I am your host Juan Ayala. This week, we got to chat with Michaela Zanu, an actress, writer, and the creator of the upcoming comedy series Couples Therapy. You guys have heard me talk a lot about this show as I was lucky enough to guest star in the pilot and I had my on-screen husband, Ken Arpino, as a guest a few episodes back. The pilot of Couples Therapy has gone on to become an official selection at the Big Apple Film Festival, the New Media Film Festival, and the prestigious Series Fest. Michaela talks with us about moving from Greece to New York City, the past relationships that inspired the story behind Couples Therapy, and what she's learned as a first time filmmaker. Please enjoy this conversation with Michaela Zanu. Michaela, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: <laughs> thank you for having me.
0: Uh, so, you are an actress and now a writer and producer of your very own comedy series, Couples Therapy, which I was fortunate enough to be in. Um, so how did that come about? Um, and, you know, what are sort of the inspiration behind um, creating the show?
1: Well, uh, it's loosely based on uh, my own experience. Uh, around that time, I was coming out of a toxic relationship and I was, you know, struggling with, you know, my feelings and was mm-hmm. going through a rough patch. And at the same time, I happened to have a conversation with a friend about um, her husband and how she... Uh, went uh, to couple therapy with her husband and uh, I just immediately got this like light bulb. I got this idea um, to write about a couple therapist who treats couples and she uh, helps other people with their own relationships, but she can't follow her own advice to save her own marriage. And that she was also angry at herself for uh, letting her feelings get the best of her and, um, Not listening to her common sense when it came to uh, matters of the heart, Um, which was me at that time, because Mm. I also felt like I should have known better. I was angry at myself for getting involved uh, with that person in the first place. So, yeah, it was kind of like a way for me to deal with my emotions and uh, figure out what relationships are in the first place. And Mm. uh, as I was working at it, it started getting bigger and bigger and pretty much got a life of its own
0: that's awesome it's it's funny how how frequently um someone's first project or first couple of projects um are just so inspired by the world around them and the things that they've gone through with life because it's sort of where they have the most experience
1: yep yep definitely Write what you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) right Uh, so you, um, are now based in New York, but you're originally from, um, from Greece, correct? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes, I am.
0: (laughs) Um, and you got involved with the arts at a rather young age, like many of us. Um, but was, you know, I'm sure you were aware while you were before moving to the States, um, how it's a a fairly tiny market. Um, it's funny, um, my last episode, um, with an actor named Dennis Wee, he's from Switzerland. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was sort of you know um sharing how it's a, already a very small country, and they have three languages, so your <laughs> your your the market is just tiny you know what they end up importing a lot of shows so um was it always your sort of your um part of your path to move to either New York or l a while you were in greece
1: yeah, um I always wanted to move to America in general. I was drawn to many things about america i mean the, the the greatest thing about it was that I feel like it's the Mecca of acting on camera of like on camera work of filming. Mm. Um, and I always like, I remember watching movies, like I grew up watching, you know, Mary Poppins and sound of music yeah. and first white club. and <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love Jan Keaton. And, um, I remember I, I wanted to go there where, where they make that, those movies, where they make those miracles. Um, and I feel like I kind of always knew that I wanted to live abroad, and America had been calling me for for a while and like I said like the acting part was like ninety percent of it, but there mm. were other um aspects of it uh that I was drawn to, and I just felt like it was a place where you can you know be yourself at least like New York or l a uh that you can be yourself, that you can you know professionally uh, and as a person, as a citizen of the world, that you can be um, your best self, and you can be free to be whoever you are, um, yeah. So I, I always had that in the back of my mind, uh, but I didn't, you know, quite, you know, take that leap until uh, six years ago.
0: Gotcha. Um, and it's it's funny. It's uh, interesting that you say that about um about sort of like being your own um. Person, because you know, when whenever we're in our our home countries, it is very strong culture, and in the U.S. and you know, it, the culture just varies so vastly from from city to city, and in places like New York, from borough to borough and neighborhood mm-hmm. to neighborhood. Um, so you really are allowed to sort of stand out and and be your own person, like you said. You know, you may feel that you're um, maybe a little pigeonholed or boxed in when you're like I sort of felt that way when I was here in, in my home state. Um, small suburban town um, but yeah it's, it's really refreshing to hear that that people sort of want to like break out not just of their own shell but to be their own person
1: yeah um, absolutely and like I was saying um, as the other day at uh, creators uh, creatives mixer uh, mm-hmm. like I feel like everyone should leave their hometown at some point or another yeah. and leave their comfort zone and their family yeah and kind of like spread their wings and discover what's out there kind of like to open your mind into, you know, different mentalities.
0: Yeah. And it's funny. I didn't move out of my parents until last year um, shortly before turning 26. So I was Mm -hmm. 25 at the time um, and finally moved to New York. And, you know, I was always like an hour and a half away um, from the train because Connecticut Mm -hmm. is fairly close, but it, it's just this whole extra layer of responsibility and self-awareness that one has to have that, as an artist and as a human being you have to have. And I really yeah. do think that's very important.
1: Yeah. Like um, it's adulting and yeah. like you, you have to do it. There's uh, a show, it, it adulting. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and like, it sucks. It's, it's a, like a grueling process, but it makes you a better person. Like it's worth the, the pain. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, and you also have a degree in business. Um, yes. I love that you mentioned here in Greece, universities are free. So I did them both at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, have you found that you were able to take um, what you learned in the business world and apply it to your own career or to running the show, uh, Couples Therapy?
1: Right. Well, um, when it comes, it's funny because I have a, a degree in like business administration and the a major in marketing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I should be good in things marketing, but it's still like a very, you know, not painful thing, but it's just like, oh, I hate doing yeah. it. And you know, when I left business school, I was kind of hoping I wouldn't have to deal with it anymore. But yeah. you know, everyone in the acting industry is like, you need to be your own CEO and yeah. your own, you know, blah blah blah, and yeah. market yourself and treat yourself like a product. And um, yeah, so I guess what it what it did help um, it helped with you know this making a lot more sense to me that it was a lot more familiar with the concept and I didn't have to you know learn it from scratch. Um, but I feel like it, it helps, it helped more with couples therapy and I don't know, it could be a combination of my personality that I am very organized and I'm very good with logistics and I'm very proactive, but maybe those are the characteristics that made me go to business school in the first place. Um, but that's, you know, that's something that comes very natural to me. I'm very good with budgets. I'm very good, you know, with Organizing people and thinking of the worst case scenario and covering all bases, um so that's a part that I kind of even enjoy a little bit, mm-hmm. uh the marketing part yeah i'm I'm still you know it it's still like a little you know painful to do, but I'm just like, okay, fine, yeah. I'll do it yeah.
0: <laughs> like digging up bad memories, just like, yeah, oh boy, yeah, yeah, it's yeah break yeah. blow the dust off this book, <laughs>
1: yeah, like I left business school for a reason, don't make me revisit it,
0: but yeah, here we are. <laughs> I put in my time, I paid my dues. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So when you were in Greece, um, you did a lot of theater, correct?
1: Yes. Is that something
0: that you still want to pursue or have you sort of crossed over to to film and TV?
1: Well, I really love both mediums. Mm -hmm. Um, What I love about on camera is that it's something, well, many things, but, you know, it's something that stays in the, you know, In the passage of time, you'll always have that piece of work and that performance there. Uh, As you know, when we've lost so many great performances on stage, we know we'll never, you know, experience, you know, Lawrence Olivier's, you know, Hamlet and all these Mm. amazing, you know, performances. Um, And I also love that it's very realistic and very um, just has proximity with the audience. Like you can just, you know do this like close up in someone's eyes and just feel all those feelings um and i love that it's a little bit more grounded and realistic you know theater you know it will eventually need to be just a little bit bigger just to reach the audience and reach that you know second mezzanine um yeah the people sitting in the in the back yeah um well right now i really feel drawn to television and to um to on camera work Um, and I feel that's going to be my path for the next few years at the very least. Uh, but that being said, I would love to go back to it, uh, eventually, um, or just, you know, do something fun, like do a a one woman or two actor show sometime, you know, when Mm -hmm. things go back to normal, obviously. Um, yeah, I love it a lot, but yeah, I feel like my, most of my artistic focus is going to be on camera from now Mm -hmm. on.
0: And with couples therapy, um, what is it? Ex- uh, so you guys sort of did uh, the initial festival circuit. I'm not sure how yes. much that landscape has changed due to COVID. Um, I know that none of those are happening in, happening in person anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is that, you know, by the time COVID hit, I had already submitted to like 30 festivals. Gotcha. Because so, um, I remember our DP, uh, Dom Savili, C- he said, you know, guys, maybe you should wait. Uh, do the festival circuit next year. And I'm like, dude, I've already submitted to like thirty five. Yeah,
0: Too late. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but even, you know, even with, um, with COVID, we've had amazing success and yeah. our kind of like end goal and the, you know, the, the big one, the big whale was always series fest. And we got yeah. into that. So that is awesome and just so wonderful for the show and um for all the actors and the creators in the show um so and we still have a few you know big festivals that we're waiting for but i kind of feel like you know we had we it might have been only like three months and under these circumstances but i already feel like we've had a really good run with it Mm. and i hope that you know that keeps going, but um, you know in my mind we're like halfway there and like almost finished, and then just you know ready to take the next step and pitch it to to networks and to production companies
0: and, and what is the, what in an ideal world, where yeah. would you want to see couples therapy live?
1: I love HBO so mm. much. Uh, I think it's the perfect home for couples therapy uh not just because it's my favorite network but because um i it it really like throughout the years it's been supporting bold uh storytelling inclusive storytelling which is what couples therapy is um it's also supported a lot of young um creators like you know lena dunham um uh and i'm sorry i'm, I'm blanking on uh, the other the um isa
0: is right yeah it's all right thank you
1: it's all right um and many other creators and you know they just take that leap of faith with them and uh create something you know beautiful and um yeah i just i really love their voice and their style i just feel like it's so groundbreaking
0: and with uh with couples therapy um it's funny that i I always write it down really quick ct and i'm like connecticut nope that's not it yeah that's
1: not it
0: um with couples therapy um how much have you sort of planned for the show's future in terms of story and you obviously don't have to like spoil or reveal anything oh
1: yeah yeah, um
0: but um just the the mm -hmm. beauty with the show is that just from the pilot you know having worked on it um briefly and, and having watched it several times um there's like the major arc of of her resolving her or maybe not resolving but of her marriage and um and the mess she gets herself into, I won't spoil yeah. it for anyone who hasn't watched, um, but then the little montages of her clients and mm-hmm. the messes that they are in yeah. and, and the advice that she gives, whether they take it or not. But how much have you sort of planned out and how do you um, hope to sort of like structure the show um, if yeah. it goes on or when it goes on?
1: Well, you know, in my mind, I have, you know, season one in a lot of details, season two and season three in more vague terms, but I know what's, you know, going to happen in my mind. And uh, every episode will have um, a couple, you know, a main couple, just like a few funny tidbits with that particular couple. Like, I want them to be kind of like this comedic uh, break and um, just, just like sprinkle a little spice into the episode, uh, of comedy, um, with the couples. And then, you know, when she's dealing with her own issues, it can be comedic and then a little bit more dramatic and a little bit more sexy. Mm. Um, but, and this is how it's gonna, you know, this is how I've planned it in my mind. But that being said, uh, when you actually get to the point of working with a network, they will, they might start from scratch not they might they will definitely start from scratch and they will develop this anew with you and may keep a lot of things may throw away a lot of things and you know that's that's totally fine yeah as long as you know you keep the you know the essence of the show and um yeah and the inclusivity and all these amazing stories of couples and natalia
0: I love Natalia as a character <laughs> she's so funny, and it's one of those characters that we all relate to because it's like, honey, take your own advice yeah. and, you know, and it's funny has as a professional in that field it's like she's giving all of this guidance and advice and um and and help to these couples and it's like sweetie, you're a mess. who are you to <laughs> tell? <laughs> if only her clients <laughs> knew what she actually went through, that was such a wonderful character um was she based on or inspired by anyone else?
1: Um, no, just me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much, yeah. I feel like just me, but again, like with every character, it just, um, you know, takes a life of its own. Mm. And, you know, me, around that time, like me and my best friend, we were both in like, you know, kind of like weird relationships. Mm. And we would we would give each other the best advice, uh, but we could not, follow it for ourselves. Like we could see very clearly what was wrong with um, the other person's relationship and um, give like very wise advice. But we ourselves were in the exact same situation, but we could not be sober about it and, you know, give ourselves the same advice. Or even if we had, you know, the mental clarity to be like, Oh, this is what I need to do. We just wouldn't do it because we were too emotionally involved. So I feel like that was kind of like the dominant um, pattern of behavior and situation uh, when I was writing the show, and that kind of like got tr- translated into the into the script.
0: Um, with couples therapy, because you were wearing like so many hats, mm-hmm. um, it was a brief shoot. It was only a couple of days, from what I remember. Yes, um, but there were so not so many, but there were a couple hiccups that did come a- along the way, and obviously there was added stress and added, you know, just pressure from, from taking on so much, like it's your baby, this, you know, yeah. this is very much your baby. Um, what would you take from that experience and apply to when the show goes on in the future? Um, or if you start to develop another series?
1: Well, you know, when I develop the show in the future, I, I like to think and hope that I will have a, uh, you know, a team and mm. that we will not have to rush everything in two days. Uh, I mean, you never know. We could, you know, get a great opportunity to do it. You know, to do a whole series with the same budget that we did. So, but you know, hopefully, you know, I'll be able, I'll have like, a, you know, a bigger team and um, more seasoned support uh, behind me. But let's say it's you know a new, um, a new project, perhaps. Well. Mm. Uh, I this is going to be like completely counterintuitive based on what you said about wearing too many hats. But on the next project, I would love to direct it. Um,
0: okay.
1: Which I, you know, I really, it was my very first project and I'm glad I didn't direct it because it would have been too much for me to handle. Hmm. But at the same time, given that it was my baby and it was my script, I wish I didn't have to worry about, you know, stepping into the director's toes and I had a lot more freedom to talk to the actors and rehearse with the actors and, uh, you know, chip in my two cents. Um, then I would, you know, it, it it really just depends on the project, because uh, I feel like everything went very smoothly. Uh, I would definitely work with a lot of the same people again. I'm so happy with the people that I collaborated with. Um, I would add perhaps a little bit more rehearsal time and Mm. um, I would not be as ambitious to think that we could film 13 pages a day (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because we had like the first day we're supposed to film 13 pages and we realized that could not happen. So we lost, we ended up just cutting a lot of transition scenes. Like I was Uh supposed to like simple things that didn't really add anything to the, Mm -hmm. um, to the story, like me opening the door in greeting the couples like that just placing the camera on both ends and getting that shot it would have taken forever and it wasn't really important to the story mm-hmm. um so it would have whether cut those scenes before or have like factored in another day
0: gotcha yeah it, i remember reading the script and, and reading that um those little bits initially um but it's good that that you guys um, saw where you could still sort of trim the fat to save time. Yeah. Because um, sometimes that's not always the case. Sometimes you you cut down the script so much already, and then you end up cutting plot devices and things. Yeah. So it's great that you guys didn't have to do that, that it didn't yeah. have to go that far. And
1: I remember, because me and Randy, but the director Mm -hmm. uh we were the only ones that were super a thousand percent familiar with the script and me even more because you know i had written it rewritten it i had pretty much like i was in every scene so i had memorized all the lines um and uh, i remember our producer rob he he suggested cutting another scene which was the bathroom scene and i'm like no we can't cut that like that you know, we, we need to make that work because that moves yeah. the plot forward. If we don't have that, we don't have the other thing. Like, yeah. you need to have that person that is super familiar with the script that knows what can be cut and what can absolutely not be cut.
0: And with those scenes in the bathroom particularly, that's where she's, like, smoking her cigarette yes, and like yelling that, at her husband yes. over the phone. Yeah, so that It was, shows that, this whole other side.
1: Yeah, like, that was a yeah. juxtaposition that was, like, just the the soul of the show yeah. like that juxtaposition is everything uh, so we absolutely needed to keep that
0: yeah otherwise we wouldn't know how much of a mess she is yeah, herself
1: exactly it's like, just yeah.
0: like oh this nice girl's a, a therapist and yeah. then she sleeps with this guy yeah. why Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what's the yeah. drive you know yeah um, but so with shows like couples therapy um, it's it's funny just how it's structured how it's sort of semi Procedural, mm-hmm. but not like yeah. <laughs> like exactly. there would be like a sort of different couple of the week, as you were um, mentioning earlier. What you wanted to do in the future, um, if it did get on a network like HBO, are there any familiar faces you would want to see on the show, like as a couple for for one episode, like guest stars and things like that? Like, like in an ideal world, <laughs> like
1: oh, in an ideal, like famous couples.
0: Uh, or... yeah, either couples or or pairing people up to be, uh, to be couples, but sort of mm-hmm. like. If you could uh-huh. pick like your top three pairs of people, who would you, who would you have on?
1: Well, um, <clears throat>
0: assuming budget is no concern,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I really like Timothy Chalamet because mm-hmm. I feel like he's a very like versatile actor, and I could have him as a, you know part of a gay couple or part of a straight couple or part of a triad. Um, uh, so I would definitely love you know to pair him. I think he's. I'm not sure if they're still together, but I think he was a uh, uh, he, he was with Lily Rose Depp. So you know, if that were the case, I would love to bring them on uh, as they mm-hmm. were, like as a real couple. Um, yeah. Who else? I mean, I'm just thinking of actors that I really love, like and would love to meet, like in person, like Phoebe Waller Bridge.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would love to have her. Um, and uh, I really love. Um, Kate Winslet, and Mm. I could pair her with uh, I'm not sure if it's John or Jack Black, or John Black?
0: Jack Black, yeah. yeah. Like the musician comedian, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and they were together in the holiday, I think, right, the movie? I think so. So I would really love to see, like, revisit old couples that were, you know, in movies together, and just bring them by and be kind of like pretty much the same couple again, or Something like like that. But yeah, that's a great question. I hadn't thought of it before. Like, I would absolutely, (laughs) there are just like so many actors I would uh, love to work with. And I don't know if there's a show called La Casa de Papel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I love that. I love all the actors there. So, um, and I know um, Alvaro Mordes, uh, the the lead actor, he's bilingual and he's also at like a show that is Spanish and uh, English speaking. So I would love to have him. I mean, I would even love to have him as her husband. Uh, as Natalia's husband, like I would really love to. Ooh,
0: yes. that would be interesting, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yes. we don't see him. In the yes,
1: we don't see him. I wanted to create not
0: even a photo. Yeah, I love no. that. That's it's like a mystery. You're like who the hell is this guy?
1: Yeah, I wanted <laughs> to create that. Like we discussed at some point, should we have a picture of him? But I'm like, no. I want to create a mystery about him, a little bit like not like mr big where you don't know his name but you know just like create this like who is this person like we've only Mm -hmm. seen seen him you know serve her divorce papers um and but he does come around mid-season and uh causes a lot of trouble oh boy (laughs) yeah yep (laughs) this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg
0: If you're like me and you listen to a lot of podcasts, you'd probably love listening to audiobooks. I'm thrilled to be partnering with Audible, the leading provider of audiobooks and spoken word entertainment. Titles range from popular fiction to literature and biographies to health, wellness, and everything in between. For a free 30-day trial, visit audibletrial.com actors for a free audiobook. Once you become a member, you get one credit each month for an audiobook of your choice and two free exclusive Audible originals. To all of my actors listening, I highly recommend you check out the book The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide, written and narrated by Jenna Fisher, best known for playing Pam on The Office. Jenna gives an in-depth look on her career, from fresh-faced Hollywood newcomer to struggling actor, to the star of a network television show. She also has a ton of industry information that would help any and every actor, new or already in the deep end, and how to navigate this crazy industry. For a free 30-day trial, head to audibletrial.com slash actors. That's audibletrial.com slash actors. So what is something that you know now that you wish you knew, whether at the start of production of Couples Therapy or even further back when you first started pursuing your career in the arts? Uh,
1: well, when it comes to, you know, to back when I started pursuing acting, uh, one thing that... I, I i wish I had uh, accepted more the 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 fact that you need to know yourself and um believe in in yourself and have a very clear vision of what your strengths are and go mm. and go with that um because I feel like you know when we're young and we start acting uh we go into acting we uh feel like oh I need to be super versatile and I need yeah. to I wanna show that, you know, even though I'm like a five four, you know, petite woman, I can do this, you know, badass female role and stuff like that. And I'm like that's great, like knock yourself out in drama school. But when you're out there, you know, when you audition, you know, you pick the pieces that are most you that showcase um your strengths and your where you're naturally inclined to go. Um you know artistically speaking and you know as an actor um so you know especially while I was in Greece you know I made a lot of those mistakes like I didn't like I felt that I had to prove that I'm not just this I'm also this see I'm so versatile but I'm like that wasn't the right case there wasn't yeah that wasn't the case like I I kind of like only when I started to you know do things that I loved and that were um you know th- that were my strong suits. That's when things started happening mm-hmm. uh, to me, and uh, yeah, and when it comes to couple therapy, uh, I I just again, like I would say, just you know, I would just tell myself, okay, believe in yourself. You can do it. Like there's no, you know, there's no reason to um, to stress out so much. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> and it's funny you, you mentioned that um, before about sort of. Uh, making sure that you are in a way branding yourself as an actor to mm-hmm. be close to who you are as a person. Yeah. And, you know, so many of us are eager, especially at the very beginning of our careers mm-hmm. to, to branch out. We want to do, we want to play anything and everything yes. and, and whatnot. And it's funny with theater. Sometimes we can, we're playing these characters that are not our ages, um, not from the countries we're from, not the same ethnicities, not from the same time periods and, you know, with a little, with like a, a wig and makeup, one can be a character of 30 years, their senior. But like with television and, and film, it's just a complete, it's so different. It's like, who are you as a person? What can you bring to this role? Like without thought, without second thought. And I yeah. found that so, so eye opening when I first started working in TV and it was only, you know, almost four years ago. Um, and prior to that doing theater for so long, um, And there's this big and, you know, my next question is always about misconceptions um, in the industry. And for me, I think that one of the biggest ones that actors have is that they can play anything and everything. And also that for some reason, there's this mentality that actors, young actors, at least they feel that true acting is being as far away from self as possible. But like, there's only so many times that one gets roles like that.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, and like you you do crave to do that because I feel like as an actor you are, you know, drawn to acting because you wanna live different lives. You wanna, you know, take a peek and into someone else's world and experience what they're experiencing, you know, while being, you know, in this in you know, in control in a controlled environment. Like, you know, if your child dies in a you know, in a movie or a or a play, you know, your child is not gonna really die. But you know, it's right. like you wanna experience it like uh, while being on the safe side, um, but and you know it—it it does. It, it's not a you know a great thing that you are kind of like getting a little bit pigeonholed by the industry. But yeah. at the same time, it makes sense because there are so many of us. So yeah. you know, I may like I may be able to do you know something that's not close to me very well. But here will come the other actor that her physicality also supports it. So of right. course they're going to choose the other actor who do who does it. Equally uh, well, or you know maybe even a tad not as well as me, but her physicality is exactly what they're looking for. and if that's just something that you can change, like you said, especially for for on camera, because it's so realistic and it's so you know immediate um, as, a, as a medium. so yeah yeah,
0: and, and and the casting pro and just with with one's process of acting um you know with theater you're you're with a play for anywhere from you know 4 to 8 weeks mm-hmm. and you're just rehearsing the play but with tv you get your sides the night before you go on set yeah, and you too. might be lucky and get the script a week earlier but you know it's just like just it while they are so similar they're just two completely different mediums and it's just a bit baffling that some some young actors think that it's like I got my degree in theater, so I'm ready for television. It's like, well, there's a whole... Like, take everything you learned in theater and, you know, turn it down to 15%. And that's TV acting. It's just small... Because the close-ups read everything you were saying earlier about, um, you know, acting to the back of the mezzanine for theater. Yeah. While with TV, it's like, the camera's in your face. (laughs) You don't have to wail. It's like one tear, they will see it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and like, for me, what was really... uh something that I had to learn and it took me a while was uh the angle like where Mm. like you can't you know you may be playing a scene where the person is looking like directly next to them like over their shoulder or something but you can't do that there are specific movements that you can make with your face um especially when you're auditioning because you you know you don't want the camera to lose you so being able to find the camera and be aware of the camera Mm. um and know what you know what is flattering and what works for the camera, while also giving a great performance that is not over the top, but at the same time it's not you know stiff and you know that there's you know there's it's still juicy. Um, that that, t- that took me a while to, to learn, uh, and so I, I, it doesn't matter if you have an MFA; you still need to take those on-camera classes because you know it's not an easy transition
0: yeah and it's it's funny with um you know if you go into audition for a tv or a film role they've got like one camcorder at a standard height and it's just directly in front mm-hmm. and like you said you have to find your angle find the camera and if you're on the show like when i worked on blind spot they have three cameras all at you at once and you just have to sort of find that sweet spot and that's not stuff that they always teach in 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 like an on-camera class or a scene study class, like there's just so much you have to learn for yourself and learn while you're on a set. And it's like,
1: yeah. Like the three camera thing, I'm not familiar with it. Like I've never worked with three cameras. It's only been just one camera. So like, if you threw me on that set, I would also need like some adjustment, like, you know, think about it a little bit or ask for tips because, you know, I, I just, I'm not, it's not something that I'm familiar with.
0: And what would you say is a uh, misconception that you see a lot with actors um, or with consumers that they sort of from the outsider of the industry?
1: Well, um, with actors, well, I'm, I'm surrounded by a group of people that, you know, most of my actor friends are pretty, you know, have a pretty clear idea of, you know, what the industry is. Mm. But one thing that takes a while to, to accept and to kind of like incorporate in, in your mindset is that you need to audition and then let it go and that it's not personal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of actors feel like it was i just—it was a bad, you know, they didn't like my performance. Why did I get this part? I thought it was so great and all that. And, you know, I've said the story before that on couples therapy, there was so much talent yeah. coming into that room, so much talent. We had to make a lot of hard decisions um, and it had nothing to do with the performance, because we didn't really see any bad actors, everyone, you know, killed it. It was more about finding that person that had the essence of the character, as I had that character in my mind. And you cannot control that, like, no matter how hard you try, you can't, you know, incept me, you know, it's all about, you know, um, that vision of the director and the creator. And it's also about, you know, matching. Uh, actors together, so you might be great and knocked it out of the park, but the other person that did very good, but maybe not as well as you did, will will get the role because they're a better matched with the lead actor. Um, yeah, and, and it's
0: mm-hmm. oh, I was gonna say <laughs> they're right, just
1: yeah, no, no, go, go <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's just so many factors that go into someone um, not getting the audition. Like you said, it could be. Uh, a chemistry thing or it could yeah. be you know because a lot of times when they're casting a project they have their lead already so they know they sort of have like something to base off of they're not yeah. casting the whole thing from scratch so with couples therapy you know you're playing natalia so you're like w- do i vibe with this person if uh could they believably play my best friend do we have that like rapport and that camaraderie mm-hmm. um you yeah. know with the couples you knew a lot of them um you knew a, a handful of them personally um Correct. like you knew like um uh, uh, angela and
1: i knew angela but i didn't know anybody else uh, some of the creators like uh i know that randy and rob knew you mm-hmm. and they knew ken uh but a lot of the like the majority of the actors were new to me um and um and ryan i had met him very brief. I don't even I hadn't even met him before like I had but I don't remember he said we met at uh Randy and Angela's wedding which is my director for audience like um at a, a director's wedding but I don't even remember him so it was more <laughs> like me trusting my creative team and of course the talent that I saw in the uh, in the audition
0: process gotcha and it's it's just an interesting um sort of perspective of uh, views sort of because obviously you've auditioned for 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 plenty uh before couples therapy and then you're sort of on the other side of the table and what 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 did you notice um was different or was it sort of an eye-opening experience um as an actor to be behind the cat or on the other side of the casting table
1: uh for me it was you know like like i said that i just saw it firsthand that it has nothing to do with talent mm. um because you know, talent is there, and uh, especially if you're if it, it was a callback. So you know, if you're getting a callback, you know, you know you did something right. So, um, it it was you know just seeing that wow, this is so hard. Like the casting process can be super fun, but it can also be super, you know, grueling, and you know you have to make a lot of hard decisions. So that for me that was the the eye opening experience. Yeah, like what uh, was like, I was like, wow, like, I had heard about this from people in the industry, like from my teachers and from seasoned actors, but I had never experienced it myself.
0: Yeah, you're almost like, I wish I could cast all of you, but we only yes, have X amount of like roles there, for a pilot. Yes, <laughs> there are
1: so many people that I, that I saw in these auditions, and I would love to work with again. And I also like now understand that, you know, most what, what casting directors tell us that we're on your side we want you to give us that great performance. Like I also like saw that firsthand that yes, like I am on your side and I'm like, it breaks my heart that I can't work with you. And that I knew that if I were a casting director and I got this next project, I would be, you know, looking for that character of like, Oh, I want to call Mackenzie back again. Like she, you know, she didn't get that part, but she's so talented and I want to see her again. And I want to give her, you know, that, that role. I want to give her I want to make her, you know, happy, you know, I want to, you know, give her what she deserves, a role that she deserves.
0: Um, so we're unfortunately coming to the end of our time, mm-hmm. but I always like to finish off with a rapid fire round if you're up for it. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, sure. Cool.
0: Uh, so it's about 15 questions. Um, and it's just sort of uh, some of them are like this or that, and uh-huh. others are sort of just at the top of your head. Okay. Uh, so writing or directing? Uh, writing. Theater or screen acting?
1: Screen
0: acting TV or film, TV, Horror, uh, hero. Oh, hero or villain.
1: Um, a little bit of both.
0: Uh, Dennis yesterday was like anti-hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drama or comedy?
1: Oh, dramedy.
0: <laughs> See, there you go. There's that there middle
1: you, ground, yeah.
0: compromise. <laughs> uh, what's the worst survival job that you've had?
1: Oh, babysitting. Mm.
0: I babysit my nephew and he's...
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's grueling. Yeah. <laughs> I love like kids, but just in, in like control doses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in, uh, in moderation. Yeah. Uh, what book recommendation would you give to a new actor?
1: Uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert.
0: Good book. I love that one. Um, as a director, which actor would you want to direct in what genre?
1: Ooh, um, I would love to direct amy adams in something dramatic
0: uh is there a role that got away
1: um back way back when uh it was a stage show on um i don't even remember the the greek the english translation but it was just a stage show that a stage play that i really wanted to lead and i didn't get it
0: uh what tv show do you want to join the cast of
1: oh god um well, Fleabag's no longer uh, on, if it were, I would want to uh, join Fleabag. Um, Mrs. Fletcher.
0: I haven't seen it. I heard it was good. It's, it's,
1: it's good. It's really good.
0: That's shot yeah. in New York, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Outside of New York, yeah. Uh,
0: what role did you have the most fun playing?
1: Natalia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's your favorite accent to do? And if you have one, can we hear it?
1: Well... Uh, greek i guess because it's the easiest and the most authentic Mm. um and a lot of people think that the accent that i speak with is greek but it's not this is the the authentic greek accent (laughs) uh
0: what existing movie franchise do you want to join
1: movie franchise oh oh james bond
0: good choice everyone says marvel
1: no that's a good choice fudge them james bond
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh theater or musical theater dream role?
1: Ooh, uh Katherine uh, from Sunday Glass Summer by Tennessee Williams.
0: Okay. Uh, and we're going to build a So first you have to choose a genre.
1: Um oh, a comedy.
0: Uh who's your director?
1: Um Wes Anderson.
0: And who's your co-star? Uh, Johnny Depp. Good choices.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so funny hearing people's different, um, different little creations. And I'm like, okay, everyone needs to write these down uh, and start brainstorming a script. Uh, and in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor?
1: Um, love yourself, uh, believe in yourself, and surround yourself with good people.
0: That is it for today's episode of Actors With Issues. Thank you so much to the lovely Michaela Zanu for joining us this week. You can follow Michaela at Michaela Zanu, that's Z-A-N-N-O-U on Instagram. You can also follow Couples Therapies Ventures at Couples Therapy underscore TV and follow us at Actors With Issues. If you like today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast and catch new episodes every Friday everywhere that podcasts are available. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. This is Juan signing off.